Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? I had to do a particularly turbo-boosted one because you sounded so miserable in your... I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not, it's not a criticism. It's more like I'm worried about you. No, no. I was, I was just trying to be a bit more um, mellow, I think, in the, in the style of maybe whispering Bob Harris. Well, because this feels... This, this, this is a history box episode, which feels yeah. like our pitch for a Radio 4 series. God. God help us! Oh. This is the the opposite of that. We don't. I know you. You're in love with Radio Four, yeah. and you think it's like the pinnacle of audio broadcasting. It. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. Too much. Yeah, I but know. This, what we're well, doing it, here, mate, you got to understand where it comes from. It comes from a, a feeling of inferiority and low self esteem. It's yeah, like I know that, but what I'm saying to you is that you shouldn't feel like that. I know I shouldn't, but I can't help it. I'm like, oh, oh man. Oh. The, the posh people want me to be... They consider me one of their own. Yes, I shall I, come to the studios. I, little Mr. Fishcake, a street ruffian, is wanted by the important big boys. Exactly. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> I, know, it. man. I know, it's pathetic. It's pathetic, but, but, uh, you, know, you know, this is what we're doing here, is we're, we're taking what Radio 4 has done for decades... And we've just mangled it up into a, into a ball and we're throwing it into a lake. <laughs> and what so is that lake? What's four. the name of the lake? The people. It's the lake. Uh, people lake. Fiery lake of hell. I don't know. Just a metaphor, <laughs> isn't it? A really badly <laughs> selected metaphor. But uh, this is a history box episode. No, back to what you said at the start there, I was just trying to be a little bit more mellow. I don't know if you noticed, but instead of saying pow, 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 I kind of abbreviated the middle one so it was pow pa pow pa pa pow yeah that's nice. I like that yeah I got I like got I so concerned I'm, I'm not I even forgot. straining I'm not even trying that hard that I'm going to enunciate all the pows I didn't even say nifty but that's cuz I was confused but in a way it's like no when it's history box this is our intellectual high this is the most highbrow of all of our uh brands if you will yeah. all of our franchises so I dropped the nifty, and it's more like yeah. Professor Sam Delaney, BA, of course. politics, 2-1. Did you say Professor? Did you just call yourself Professor at the start of that? Yeah. No, I didn't, but I'm rectifying that now. 
you're, you're putting on your professor hat for this yeah. history box. And this history box is one that we've touted a couple of times recently. But here it comes. Uh, we are diving into the history of the bed. Mm. And our sole source for this is the Wikipedia page for the bed. Yeah. Because where else would you get bed information from? You know, nowhere else. The thing about Wikipedia is, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it in terms of its reliability. Um, And journalistically, I would use it sometimes. I I would never use it as a source on its own. But sometimes it's a useful pointer. Then, you know, you have to go and cross-check what it says. Other sources. But when we're not doing pure journalism, I mean, this is history, you sort of think, well... Why wouldn't you use something that has sat there for a long time, this page, and that all the other sources in the world have been have have been funneled into? Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You could we could have spent months if it wasn't lockdown. I won't lie, me and you probably would have done a few months in the British Library looking through old papers on this. Yeah, yeah but definitely. Wikipedia really just is, it saves a lot of time. I mean, for me, the British Library is just around the corner from King's Cross, so it's just like an extension of my home, really. I just get on the train. Oh, you get off the train and you literally just walk across the street and there you are, bang! And I'm there, yeah. It's as easy to get to as it is to get to, let's say, the Metro Centre up here. Mm. Pretty much, give or take a couple of hours. But, uh, yeah, uh, Wikipedia is the British Library online, pretty much. The good system you could have as well is that obviously you're not allowed to take things out of the British Library. It's not a lending library. But what you can do is get a load of shit photocopied. If you get your yeah. photocopying card and have it loaded up with money, mm. and then mm. you can do all your photocopying and then just basically fuck straight off, get back on the train. What's that? Yeah. Four hours about. Three. Maybe there's yeah. a fast train. Three hours on the train, yeah. Three hours. And that's three hours of solid reading and note-taking time. Mm-hmm. Sifting through evidence. Exactly. Sifting. You're doing a bit of sifting. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, can you keep it down? I'm trying to do my sifting here. A bit of British Library. Um, yeah, uh, beds, actually. History of beds. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to sift through it. Yeah. If you could just get your kids to shut the fuck up, that would be good. <laughs> just give them an iPad or a book or something. Sudoku, whatever. Just keep them quiet. Uh, are there many? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's for a podcast, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all the um, many train journeys you've done from the northeast to London, is ch- is children the main, most regular, and most problematic source of noise pollution? No, kind of, but I kind of, but I don't really blame children for it because it's not their fault. Yeah, no. If it's a crying baby, I don't blame a crying baby. No, it's of course a not. Human being in distress. People I'm not asking you to like point a babies, finger of blame. I'm just telling you. No. I'm just asking you to tell me the facts. No, humans, human adults are usually worse, especially ones that are drinking. Oh, um, yeah. the, the 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 fucking worst one was coming back from Wembley after the um, Checker Trade final a couple of years ago, mm. and there was just this massive gobshite sat on the table opposite us talking to his mate, and he was, let's just say he was putting the world to rights. Oh, no. Having his say. Oh, no. And he had a couple of cans. This was like early afternoon, and he was putting the world to rights, and I did not want to hear any of it. 
and that was just fucking unbearable. But and ge- was, yeah, he a, was he a Sunderland fan? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you and were you fan. with your lad? I was. That was there with me, boy. Yeah. So your and lad had to be exposed well. to his hate speak. I'm assuming there was some well, hate speak the in is, it. The thing is, Sam, it wasn't hate speech. It was rabid pro Jeremy Corbyn oh. um, cult type speak. Which well, is there's even quite a lot worse. of hatred in that as well. It's just that they kind well, of there disguise is, yeah, underlying it. Hatred. There's a yeah. lot of hatred. Mm. I tell you who the Corbynistas hate the most: the working classes. Because they think they're stupid and keep voting against their own interests. They they think they're despicable, but they can yeah. never say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, it was that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I say kids because there was another one where I got on the train. I think it was from Durham. At, it might have been 5am or 5.30am because I had a really early start and I thought, well, I'll just go down early. I'll get it at bed at four o'clock. And this family of fucking two adults and four kids were on. And I don't know what fucking time frame they were working to, but they were noisy as fuck. But, you know, it's all right. I haven't been on a train for nearly a year. Mm. Do you, you miss it? Do you, is there no. anything about regular no. train travel that you miss? No, not at all. Nothing. No. Quite good. It'll happen again. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back mm, in I London guess. in a few months, hopefully. And we can get together and do episodes face to face. Face to face. Staring each other down over the microphones. But, but really, why? I mean, we've actually done, you've been in London and we've still done podcasts remotely. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes next door to each other. From a travel lodge. Yeah. When we were on tour, why didn't we ever think of just staying in our respective rooms in the same Premier Inn and just recording well, like it- this? We we did one like face to face in Nottingham, didn't we? We got together over a microphone in Nottingham, and it didn't sound very good. What if we just done them like we do them now? If it sounds better, rooms, i.e., yeah. next door to each other, it would be fine. Anyway, um, we digress. Let's get to this bed? bed pieces now. Let's shall get I read the thing. opening line just to sort of give an overview for anyone I'd, tuning in? I'd like you to. This is your passion project. Yeah. I'd like you if to it, begin. If anyone yeah. is like tuning in and they're inexperienced in the world of bed history and you're starting mm. right at the basics, that's fine because we're a broad church. This is not just for experts. We want to cover everyone else. So starting at the very top, this is what it says: a bed is a piece of furniture which is used as a place to sleep relax, or engage in sexual activities. <laughs> That's a decent overview. I would say it's selling the bed short a bit because there's all sorts of things you can do in a bed and they've just talked about three. Yeah, there's three. They're groups though, aren't there? The other things I think you can you can put into the various R- Relax groups. is very broad, isn't it? Relax is very broad. I mean, I, I think I'd you be like, like to watch watch, telly. watching telly. Or reading a book. Eat. That's relax, isn't it? Eat. Eating's relaxing. You eat in bed? I have done, yeah. It's not a regular thing, but I've done it. You never had a bit of toast in bed? I fucking have. I haven't eaten in bed for a long time. No. Yeah, Did you use a tray? I, yeah, I, don't forget, I got about a year or so ago, when I was struggling with back problems, I got it into my mm. head that I could podcast from bed. And yeah, to that end, that. you may remember, I bought myself one of those trays that have legs. Yes. 
and I yes. recorded a couple of podcasts with my mobile microphone, you know, the Zoom mic mm-hmm. on yep. uh, my pop-up tray, but the sound quality mm-hmm. was appalling. So instead, mm-hmm. I chose to go to physio and get my back fixed so I could go back to podding at a desk. And has that worked out for you? Has that been the best course of action, do you think? Yeah, yeah, my back hasn't really given me much trouble. But it takes daily maintenance, stretching and such like. Does it? I've mm. got a bit of back chip. Mm. I had a bad back about a month ago um, from picking up some leisure wear off the floor. Mm-hmm. It just absolutely, I just got this massive spasm pain. Oh. And it hurt for about a week and a half and I'm still getting twinges. Yeah. So I think I need to do stretches. Is that what I need to do, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most physios, unless you've, like, most back pain, unless you've actually done something to your spine or there's been some yeah. sort of fucking muscular tear, most of it is just, like, your muscles are just sort of, like, too compacted because you haven't been moving enough, really. That's probably what it is, yeah. That sounds and like then, me. And then in the end, they all, like, all squish up and get compacted and it's just yeah. painful. Yeah. And But if you stretch every day, especially at times like this when we're not out and about much, then mm-hmm. you slowly the muscle will get, like, stretched out and loosened and you'll be all right. I'm feeling like maybe the kind of stretches that, let's say, Mad Lizzie would have done on TVM. Exactly right. You can probably find a lot of her old routines arms, on... Arms up high and then side to side, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I remember I told you a while ago, probably last summer, about one of the main stretches I've been advised to do almost got me into hot water in the park because oh, yeah. it was sky-fucking, right? Yeah. Where you lay on your back and thrust your hips towards the sky. And there's no way around it. It does look sexual, especially when performed by a man who exudes sexuality like me, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, in a tracksuit. Yeah. And so I was lying there on my back, thrusting my pelvis up and down, and my mate... Fucking the sky. Fucking the living daylights out of the sky. Have that sky, you dirty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you like... I fucking love it. (laughs) You fucking love it, sky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go on, Sky, say something dirty. Ah, oh, no, you can't talk. <laughs> um, now I... Uh... <laughs> Go on, Sky, pop your finger up me bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I mean... You want to sm- smack on the arse, do you? Yeah, you love that, don't you? Harder. <laughs> oh, I could do it harder. <laughs> You've been a naughty Sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking raining, raining three days oh, solid. That's bad, oh, nice isn't and it? wet. Oh, you're gonna get punished now. <laughs> anyway, we seem to left immediately the sexual activities there. We're my mate about relaxing. caught me at it because he was. We were going. Sky we were going for a run together. Let's go for a run together. <laughs> and um, we could be running pals. He came along. Running partners. He saw me in the distance and he said he thought, "Who is this cunt?" Fucking, fucking the sky over there. He got closer and closer and he thought, oh no, it's Sam. <laughs> and he got over, he went, mate, that's got to stop. You're thrusting. It could, uh, he said, it could be interpreted as if you're thrusting in the exact eye line of those young yeah. women over there who are just sunbathing on a sunny day and minding their own business. And I said, oh, what are you talking about, mate? About fucking 100 yards away. And he went, yeah, but they could think that you were thrusting at them. So just stop thrusting. So now yeah. I thrust at home before going out. Ceiling fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I lock myself away in the bedroom and do it there. No, you can't come in, kids. 
Father is thr- doing some thrusting. <laughs> Father is indulging run. in some sexual congress with the ceiling. <laughs> he has to before he goes on his jog. <laughs> it's for his back. <laughs> for some you. reason, I'm picturing myself running around in tiny shorts and a vest like Charles Hawtrey. <laughs> running through the park like a frightened deer. <laughs> Biceps like knots in string. <laughs> <laughs> Being chased by a fucking squirrel. <laughs> so yeah, it says sleep, relax, or engage in sexual activities, but we've you know, we've revealed there that you can work from bed. You can podcast from bed. A lot of people will be working from bed at the minute with the whole lockdown thing. I do that all the time. I sit on the bed if, if it, uh, with my laptop. It helps, it's probably yeah. my main place to work, actually, these days, is lying on the bed. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best thing for my back, but I, I love it. I get a lot done, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You feel comfortable and safe there. If I yeah. if I was to open an office again after, you know, the last one shut was shut down over my wall with mm-hmm. Xerox, right? Mm-hmm. I've learnt my lessons. Next time I get an office, there'll be no photocopier at nope. all. Um, why do you even need a photocopier in this day and age? You can, you can do everything fucking, on your laptop. You can get a printer with photocopier. I think there was a now. stage. There was a stage where my company was getting into like industrial levels of copying. I don't know. Right. I can't remember yeah. why. And right. that was why we decided to enter into the worst contract ever designed. We, I mean, were you having to sort of print out PowerPoint displays and that to kind of hand out? I know. To team, be honest, I don't even know. Thing. That was the problem. We grew too <clears> fast. <throat> I flew too close to the sun, and I was so yeah. removed from the day-to-day ins and outs of the company. Mm. Right? Um, I sat on the. I sat in a gilded cage, Andy. Right? You were Icarus, but in a gilded cage. In a gilded cage made of wax. Who would make a yeah. gauge that was made of gilded wax? I tell you who, me. And put it next, and put it next to the sun. Yeah, hell. and don't forget the amount of heat emitted by a, a, an industrial size Xerox photocopier. Yeah, this is it. You had your gilded cage next to the south facing window, so you were getting the sun most of the day. Blazing. And then the Xerox machine was in the corner. Madness. It was fucking. You're never going to end one way. It was madness, um, and so. But what, I learnt my lesson. If I was to ever open another office, top like Time Machine Industries office, because we had had to mm. employ so many different people, uh, it would be there'd be no photocopier, and there would not be desks. There would be probably chaise longs for every member of staff. Yeah, yeah. in orange velvet as you per could do our that, but logo. Then also, you could have a sectioned off area in the corner for those who who had back problems as a result of the Shane's launch policy and they could go behind the behind the screens and do some sky fucking. Yeah. If they needed to, to sort the backs out. If you do need to fuck the ceiling or sky, there is a screen <laughs> over there for your convenience. Please though, one member of staff at a time. Don't tell me, listeners, that you're not dreaming of working for Top Flight Time Machine Industries right Imagine now. Imagine how much fun that would be. God, yeah. I would like it. I think it would be in keeping with our idioms if, like, we had it. It was like a factory floor. And you know when you see old mm. factories, the bosses always had an office that was elevated in the goldfish yeah, bowl style. Yeah, it was wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In a box. Yeah. That's us. Yeah, we'd have that. And we're looking at, look at them, Andy. The fools. <laughs> Ants. Our worker ants creating for us, creating our wealth. 
Uh, and they think that this is fulfilling. They think that they are significant. They do not realize they are easily replaceable cogs in our wheel and that we could crush them in, in, in a moment. Look at them down there, workers. Look at us up here, shirkers. <laughs> We've got it right. Uh, both of us in velvet smoking jackets with long cigarette holders. <laughs> I thought we were going to have matching tracksuits. Oh, with yeah. Our initials on. Yeah. Velvet, though. Everything has to be velvet. velvet. Obviously in velvet our track, office, everything's yeah. velvet, but everything downstairs on the workers' floor is metal. Yeah. Hard, yeah. horrible metal. We wouldn't go down there. We just watch from our boxes in the sky and laugh at them. <laughs> Jalapeno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Capitalism is very intoxicating, isn't it? You can quite easily it is, yeah. fall prey to it. That's it. it. Yeah. That's the problem with the world today. Yeah. And I think it's something that, like... You know, we 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 understand it because we know the damage it is done and it is doing to all of us, to our spirits as well as our material yeah. circumstances, and not least, let's not forget our old friend Mother Nature, mate. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of damage being done by capitalism, and increasingly, everyone knows it. No one denies it, right? Even no, if that well, was alive today, I'd wager even she would be doing the recycling. Dennis. Dennis, have you separated the plastics from the cardboards? <laughs> well, I mean, it's so much trouble, Margaret. Yes, but we have to. Didn't you see that Attenborough documentary with all the fucking seals choking on plastic? <laughs> For fuck's sake, Margaret, I'm half pissed. I haven't got time to be doing this. Get Carol to I do don't it. Know. I don't know if she would, because it's the daughter of the greengrocer, isn't it? I think she'd just do whatever fucking turned a profit. No, this is what I'm saying, mate. I'm saying that even the greatest capitalists, right? Yeah. The most insane capitalists, they now acknowledge that the earth is dying and they acknowledge that the role that capitalism has played in it. I say the role as if like it was just one. It's 100% the fault of capitalism. Well, Amazon is still sending out little things in big boxes, so I don't know how much... How much, how much of it's just lip service? What I'm saying yeah. is they know that what I'm saying is they know it, they acknowledge yeah. it, but they won't change. Right. For the exact oh, right. point okay. you yeah. made at the start, yeah. what I'm saying is it's in you said capitalism is intoxicating. And I'm saying yes yeah. it is, to such a degree that even when you know 
it's like a drug. So let's say mm. you're addicted to smoking fags, yeah? Mm. Or heroin's an even better example. You know it's killing you. In fact, heroin doesn't kill you as easily as fags does. So let's say fags. Fags, you know it's killing you, but it's so addictive you do it anyway, right? Yeah. That's capitalism. We know it's killing us all. And not just long-term, it's making everyone's life pretty miserable, even short-term, even rich people in a lot of ways. It's spiritually, it's destroying them from the inside. Yeah, yeah, but I've got my velvet tracksuit on now and I'm up in the box in the sky and it feels fucking brilliant. So you know how the song goes... The working class can kiss my ass. I've got the foreman's job at last. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. That sums it up, doesn't it? But, That's how it wins. Well, That's go. why it always wins. Yeah. It's, it's power. It's not just capitalism. It happens in communism as well. Power corrupts. There's yeah. always someone who wants to be at the top. It wants a bit more than everybody else. That's just that's just human Humanity. Greed, isn't it? It's one of the seven deadly sins. We yeah, should but do don't the forget. history box about the seven deadly sins next. We will. But listen, this the the Scandinavians, right? Social democracy. Yeah. That's about yeah. right. Social democracy, yeah. there's no one I mean, I'm not saying there's no corruption in Sweden. But Yeah, but what? the the beer's really expensive and they haven't got the sunshine as much as we have, so Yeah, but that's just geographical. Apply fucking Well. Apply social democracy in America. You could be living it up in Florida with your feet up, but with no guns and like free healthcare. I don't think you could have social democracy in a hot climate. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just an instinct I've got. What about I don't Cuba? Think it would work. Oh, it's more kind of full socialism slash communism, isn't it? Like appalling human rights records as well. Mm. Cuba mm. can't win, can you? It's complicated. Um, so anyway, this is about beds. Yeah. This episode, which we're now almost at the end of. I'm going to read a bit to you. <laughs> Beds may have a headboard for resting against and may have side rails and footboards or footers. Not our beds, mate. Headboard only beds may incorporate <laughs> a dust ruffle. Do you have a dust ruffle? Mm. No, I don't. Bed skirt? No. I have slept in like B&Bs that have bed skirts, but I've never oh, these owned are the one. Same thing. These are the same thing, I think. These are three different names for the same thing. Oh, or, or valance sheet to hide the bed yeah. frame. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like That's a, not that yeah, interesting, bed skirt, actually. I'd call it. I'd yeah. call, or bed trousers. The, the best bits, because I know we're running out of time, are to do with olden times beds. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. Let's let's just relax because we're not going to get this done in one episode. This is definitely going to go into a second episode of the history of the bed because we've touched upon fuck all here. Let's be honest. Hang on. We have put it in historical and economic context. Let me ask Mm. you this before we go in keeping with things we've been discussing. Do you regard the bed, the modern bed, as Mm. a bourgeois affectation slash indulgence? No, I don't think so. It depends what you mean by the modern bed. For me, the bed is the great leveller. Mm. Pretty much everyone has a bed. Even if you are homeless, you're sleeping on the streets, and that bed is fashioned from cardboard or, or even paving stone. Mm. I'm not saying it's a, a, de- a desired scenario, but you're lying down on something. Mm. What I'm saying is none of us sleep standing up, do we? Or do we? Not unless you're an elephant. I'm talking about humans. Mm. Are there any humans you know that sleep standing up? 
No, but I do have a cousin who sleeps with his eyes open and he nearly got beaten up for it on a boat in Italy. (laughs) It's a true story. He's Italian, right? And he was on a fucking ferry and they were set up on deck. They were on their way over from Rome to Sardinia, I think. And uh, he was with his girlfriend and he slept with his fucking eyes open, but he was opposite another couple. And the bloke's gone to him, Oi, this is in Italian. The Italians are very protective about women. They've got very old-fashioned sort of, you know, ideas about sexual politics and so forth. He goes, Oi, stop looking at my bird. But in Italian, Mm. so it sounded nicer. And my cousin obviously was sound asleep, so he just didn't respond. He must have looked really hard because he wasn't blinking. (laughs) He just didn't flinch. He just carried on staring at her, right? (laughs) And he's gone, stop looking at my bird. And my cousin's carried on staring. And he's going, if you don't stop staring at my bird, I'm going to come over there and clump you one, mate, right? And he didn't stop staring. So the geezer gets up and walks over. He's about to punch my cousin in the face while my cousin's asleep. Luckily, my cousin's girlfriend's got up. She went, look, I'm his bird. He is not staring at your bird. Mm. He is asleep. And he's gone, don't fucking give me that. He's got his eyes wide open. She went, it's quite (laughs) rare, but it's a condition. And he sleeps always with his eyes wide open like that. I fucking promise you. And she had to convince this bloke that it was real. And in the end, he got out of getting a a beating. So that is actually quite dangerous. Do you know what percentage of people sleep with their eyes open? I've just looked it up. I don't know. I'll look into it, though. Do you want to have a... I've got got the info here. Do you want to have a guess what percentage of people sleep with their eyes open? Um, I'm going to say 1%. 1%. It's slightly higher than that. 20% of people. Wow! One in five, including babies, it says. They're including babies into the human group here. <laughs> human babies. Yeah. It says doctors call this condition nocturnal lagophthalmos. Um, if you have it, you can usually close your eyes most of the way when you sleep, but not completely. Mm. Well, the first time I saw my cousin doing it, I woke up. He was skipping on my sofa in a flat I used to have. And I got up in the morning and I walked in and he was, we'd been on the piss the night before and he was sort of slumped on my sofa. I remember he didn't have pants on. That's the the first thing I remember when I visualised this is his bare bum bum because I was thinking a bit weird. But then, do you know what yeah. I thought? I thought, well, Italians... Italian, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sleeps naked, disgusting pervert, but whatever. Normal in his culture. (laughs) Oi, oi, what's all this, mate? (laughs) Got your bum out in my front room. (laughs) You dirty Italian bastard. (laughs) This is Britain, pal. Cover your bum up. Put your bum away or it'll get a fucking clumping. <laughs> right, and uh, that his, boat. his eyes, his eyes were wide open. This was before the boat incident. I was unaware at this stage of his like condition. I thought he was dead, mate, because you do, he was all well, sprawled yeah, out, of course, bare bum, mm. eyes wide open, eyes open. First thing I thought was dead. I thought he's died in one of these. I thought chances are. He's died in one of those, he's been performing one of those elaborate sex games like Tory MPs do on himself and it's gone wrong. Yeah. 
You'll check his mouth for a tangerine. First thing I thought, I said, I muttered to myself as I sparked my first Rothmans of the morning. I just nodded and went, death by misadventure. (laughs) 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 Fucking death by misadventure is, is, here's a fact for you, the most common, do you know what the most common cause of death in the UK is? It's heart disease, unfortunately. Heart disease is the most common form of death here and in America. The most common form of death in Italy is death by by misadventure. Well, that comes under that category, doesn't it? Misadventure. Most most of their deaths are because of some form of misadventure, usually sexual. Same in France, unfortunately, but... That's well, the I don't know. That's a healthy. To me, that's a healthy culture because that means heart disease is lower, so their diets are oh, better. They have a lot of olive oil, oil in their oil. diet. Yeah, Ever. exactly. And they feel fitter, so they can get up to more misadventure, which sadly results in a lot of deaths. But these continentals, they have a much more sort of free and open approach to life. And of course they do. So they're yeah. thinking life's there for living, and so every day is an opportunity for misadventure. But inevitably, eventually, they will die from misadventure. If yeah. they're doing it that much. But that's a better we're, way to die than we, heart disease. We Brits are all buttoned down. We're all like, yeah. no, I'm fine, thank you very much. I'm staying indoors. There'll be no misadventure for me. I stay home with the missus, eating pork products and smoking Rothmans. Yep. That'll do me, and I'll die the gentleman's yep. we, way from heart disease. We watch the great pottery throwdown once a week together and then mm. discuss it afterwards. And we live a very, very strict and... Uh, Restrictive life. My only anyway, indulgence the thing, the th- is huge amounts of salt on all of my foods. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I allow myself to feel anything. <laughs> That's quite enough but for me. Thank you very now, much for asking. Now we've got Brexit, we are outsiders from Europe and that lifestyle even more. We're going to be kind of looking in, trying to look in through the frosted glass of Europe all the misadventure they get up to and not mm. having any idea. Yeah, with our you know, hands up on the window. Just... <gasps> yeah. Look at what they're doing. What are you doing in there? All having it off Show all us. fancy styles. <laughs> so, yeah. So one in five sleep with their eyes open. Do you know that... So they've uh, learned you something. you know that one of the things of Brexit that a lot of people haven't talked about is that you can no longer do French kissing? Yeah. They've banned Frenching. Yeah, that's true. So now, yeah. I mean, obviously, as a married man, I haven't French kissed in decades because once mm. you're married, you never French kiss. I mean, if yeah. I try to slip my tongue in... I don't think over the edge of, like, 38. If I, if I try to slip my tongue in French kissing, whilst kissing my wife, do you know yeah. how, like, she would be so disgusted and furious? Yeah. Well, I, that would be it, probably game over. Yeah, you'd be, your belongings would be out on the street be like, the next morning. Are you a child? Are you a French child? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't French kiss if, yeah. you're a, if you're married. So, obviously, for me, it's not an issue. But I feel bad for all of those out there still courting, the especially the youngsters. Because when you're young, yeah. you can't get enough of it, can you, Frenching? No, exactly. Can't do it yeah. anymore. Bad luck, kids. Not anymore. And also German Christmas markets, they're, they're fucked as well. Can't None have those. Anymore. Got to go back to oh, British well. Christmas markets. What's that? Just fruit Tripe. and veg. <laughs> fruit and Tripe veg. And fucking dog treats. 
Yeah, but the, the only yeah, and cheap batteries. And the only Chris, fucking concession to Christmas is that the slightly intimidating cunt running the stall is wearing a fucking some antlers. A, br- a British Christmas market is basically fucking Poundland with the roof off. Yeah. <laughs> but they've it. sprayed some of that spray snow over the fucking wallpaper yeah. table they're using. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, well. Tell you what, we'll leave it there. Okay. We've uh, well, scratched the surface everyone. of the bed. Is that beds? I don't know. We'll, we'll have a nah, meeting we'll afterwards do and decide beds. if we've done enough. Yeah. See what it you think. It doesn't feel like we've done enough. No, we've we've got. There's a. There, to be fair, we've got quite deep into. I mean, what I see, it's gone full circle. Because at the beginning, you said what we're doing is what Radio Four do, but we're sort of doing it in a better way, right? Yeah. Um, and now I see that because I feel that what we've just done is like one of their mm. Madden Curtis documentaries, where you have a big yes. thesis, a thesis that yes. is extremely macro. Yeah, mm. ours being the inherent sort of wickedness but addictiveness of capitalism, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but we draw upon all sorts of different unusual cultural references to illustrate our broader point, right? Yeah. That's what Adam Curtis is... is that's his fucking scam. Alan Curtis. Adam Curtis, right? He's got Alan Curtis used to play with Swansea, didn't he? Well, yeah, I don't know if he's in the documentary game or not. <laughs> he's dead. Ad- Adam Curtis, that's his hustle. Isn't it? He goes, right, I've got this idea. I'm going to make out. I'm going to make out that the Cold War was based on a game of Monopoly. No, on a game of Cluedo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write a lot of bullshit around that. And I want you pointing at a bunch (laughs) of kids who are working his archive to just pull out a load of fucking weird clips. Yeah. Stick them all together and put my voice over over the top. And then, just when you're halfway through and you start to fall asleep a bit, I'm going to then introduce the idea that the 1972 Eurovision Song Contest had something to do with it for so many different reasons. <laughs> Bang! Just, I want weird spooky music, like, from one of them John Carpenter films. And I want weird images of, like, a, a frog growing from frog spawn into a full frog, then dying again. And then, like, an Arab geezer just getting out of a car, but then reverse the film so he gets back in the car again. All that sort of bollocks. And then a few seconds from Steamboat Willie with Mickey Mouse in. (laughs) Steamboat Mickey, for some weird reason. I want the music to be dead creepy like this, though, when it comes on. Like... (laughs) Like that, yeah? Because then it distracts people from the fact it's just Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be six hours long. Bang. <laughs> BBC have just bought it for a million quid. Thank you very much. <laughs> have you watched the latest one that's just come out? No, I will at some point. But I, I know it'll be the... the that, that is his fucking... That is his grift. That is yeah. a grift, mate. That we... Massive well, grift. we've just done it off the, the off the cuff there. Yeah, we have. I... I I, I struggle. I struggle with Adam Curtis, to be honest. But, you know, a lot of people like it. Whatever. Yeah, because it's bollocks, like I just said. But I will watch it. Like, <laughs> the power I'm of night. I'm not going to watch six hours of bollocks, Sam. No, I'm not going to watch gonna six hours of it, am I? But honestly, mate, you, you'll have the gist of it after the first five minutes. The rest yeah. is just sheer fucking indulgence. It's to hoodwink idiots. All the yeah. Corbynistas, the ones who hate the working class, they'll watch it and love it. They'll go, it's yeah, so it true. Yeah. It's so true. It's real food for the brain. <laughs> <laughs> you silly cunt. Oh, He's fucking ripped you off. 
<laughs> Hope you kept the receipt, you fuckers. Yeah. Well, that's capitalism. Yeah. Um, and that's <laughs> Can you beds. make the title of this, That's Capitalism? Oh, no, you can't. That's it's Capitalism! Exclamation mark. Yeah. Our new musical coming <laughs> soon from the makers of Top Flight Time Machine. <laughs> All right, that's it from this one. We'll try and do more on beds next week. And who knows where we'll drift off to. Uh, thanks for listening. Ta-ta! Goodbye, everyone. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.